are listening to the Barbara May Show, the place where we discuss all that really matters. We will cover all you need to know about lifestyle, health, spirituality, and plus so much more. Are you ready? Let's dive in. You are listening to episode 36 with Samantha J. Hello and welcome to this episode. I am so excited to share this topic with you. You have no idea how excited I am. <laughs> we will talk about something that is considered taboo, a subject that many do not want to talk about, and that is a menstrual cycle and menstrual blood. In many cultures, women were not even allowed to pray or into churches or any kind of sacred spaces while they were menstruating. They were considered dirty and still are in some places around the world. We have been shamed for something that is so natural to us, something that is part of our existence. There would no be a life if we didn't have period. We have been disconnected from being a woman by society. I invite you to dive into this episode and remove all the shame from this topic and learn how you can use your menstrual cycle in order to step into your feminine power and own this magical energy. Let's dive in. Hello, Samantha. Thank you so much for being back. Super excited to have you here today. What are you grateful for? Oh, what am I grateful for? Um, I'm grateful for shepherd's pie. <laughs> That's what I'm grateful for. Yeah, I just ate shepherd's pie and I'm like, my mom used to cook me that since I was a little girl and I just had some and I'm like, food, you know, nourishing, wholesome, good, hearty food. That's what I'm living for at the moment. <laughs> what are you grateful for? Today, I am grateful for this topic. I'm grateful to discuss this topic, what we're going to dive into in a minute. And I'm so excited about it because you know me, like I'm, I like to talk about stuff which are taboo. I like to talk about stuff which people do not talk about. Today's topic is something we have been shamed for as a woman. I will let you dive into it, but I'm going to start with a question. Would you give up your periods? No, I wouldn't. And, you know, like a long time ago, I would have answered yes to that question because I had endometriosis and my periods were painful. And I was like, oh, my God, I would take doses and doses of medication to just totally numb out through that time. Um, but now it's become my deepest, most sacred time of the month. And it's when I you know, feel the most connected to myself as a woman and to my intuition. So I never want to wish that away. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Because many of us um, are fined by modern medicine and um, we are made to believe that our bodies are dirty, toxic and the period blood smells and we have to mm. continuously cleaning and cleaning, cleaning ourselves. Some partners don't want to have a sex with us. <laughs> we are on our period. <laughs> And many of the women, and I think this is quite upsetting, many of the women believe that um, the pain is a punishment. So, you know, like, oh, I've got my period. Here we are again. Are oh, you going to get your period when you're 12 years old or 13 years old? Wait for that. And it's going to be a disaster. Or, oh, I'm going through menopause or I'm um, taking a pill and the period's gone. Mm. That is the best thing ever. 
but it actually isn't. It's something what we have been taught by society. Yeah, I used to, you know, when I first, I think our, our first period and how that was either celebrated or it was shamed for us, it deeply, deeply imprints how we feel about being a woman in a huge way. So when I think about it for myself, you know, when I started my bleed, I hid it from my mom. I went and bought my own pads. I, I literally tried to insert tampons and fainted on my, on my family's bathroom floor. And I felt like it was something to be hidden. But what I've come to learn now is that it's actually, you know, one of the most sacred times of the month for us as women. And so one of the things that I would really encourage for everybody listening to do is to actually just start by reflecting on how was that moment in time? Did your brother go, ew, what is that? You know, what, what was that experience for you? Because it actually then infiltrates the relationship we have with our body and also the relationship that we have with our, our sexuality. And what I began to do is I began to start to do blood anointing rituals. I started to actually recognize that this blood was a part of me and that all parts of me are sacred. And I actually went through a period of time where I stopped even shaving my, my hair, my body hair went quite extreme, <laughs> stopped, you know, shaving all my body hair. I started planning my month so that I could have three days a month around my bleed to just understand what that pain was trying to communicate to me. And I recognized that I'm a woman. I'm, I'm not made. My actual biology isn't made to be running nine to five and being the same person day by day. Us as women, our entire biology and hormones are changing based on the seasons of our menstrual cycle. And we actually have to start to learn how to live in harmony with that. Because when we live against it, we actually go against our very self. It's kind of a subtle form of abuse, right? And we start wondering, you know, why can't I, you know, be the same, have the same energy, have the same mood over a long period of time? And it's because we actually weren't made to be in that way. So in ancient shamanic traditions, you know, the way in which the women would come together is that they would create red tents. And in this red tent, they would see the blood as literally a messenger from beyond. And this is what happens within our brains at that time. Uh, woman's brain, it's the time when the left and right hemispheres are the most activated and synthesized when you can actually receive um, this immense clarity from your logic and also from your emotions. And, you know, in ancient times, they would come together in this red tent I would sit around in circle and the older wisdom keepers, the grandmothers, they would all be there with the young children, plaiting each other's hair, telling stories, and they would anoint each other with this blood. And it's an amazing thing that happens when you actually, I don't know, Barbara, if you've anointed yourself with your own blood before. This is what I recommend. You know, for everybody listening, you will start to remember. <laughs> so, you know, there's one thing you're hearing me talk about it. When you just anoint your blood, you start to heal that shame. You start to heal that judgment. And so, you know, you can start to just be placing the blood on your third eye, the tops of your hands, 
the tops and bottoms of your feet, on your heart, on your womb. And you start to take back society's stories of where they've shamed and judged women. And to do this, they, they shame and judge us around body and about blood because they're the very portals to our deepest wisdom. When I started to anoint myself on my blood, I started to feel, fuck, I'm empowered. <laughs> like, like, I, I, I can't explain this in any other way. I was like, fuck, no, like, I'm beautiful. This is beautiful. I am woman. And when I started to grow my hair in different places, I, I reclaimed my power over no longer having an opinion outside of me tell me what I should do with my body, how I should feel about my body. And in that, there was a, a fierce liberation inside of me. You know, for a long time, I changed the way that I look even for the male gaze. You know, and for, again, this was a part of that where I was like, no, to be a pretty girl, you, you know, you are well-shaved, you're this, you're that, you're that. But I guess I just wanted to go through a process where I got to make my own choices around how I really felt about blood, how I really felt about my body here. And so, you know, when you start to anoint this blood, you know, I do different blood rituals, putting the blood in a little cup and creating um, moon gardens. When you start to do these different rituals, it's like it awakens this deep remembrance in your cell of when we used to gather around in the tent and not see each other as women, as separate, as, as threats, as competing that's you actually remember this by just anointing your blood on your body you mm. recognize that that period of time every month as woman not only you know you're you're dying actually it's a metaphorical process that you're going through your actual menstrual cycle and your blood is a metaphorical psychological biological process of learning to die to old parts of yourself each and every month and actually awaken more of your own power every single month when you learn to consciously journey with it this so is true. the most yeah and this is the most powerful tool I've actually learned without any external source of authority it's the most natural way us as women can reclaim our power when we learn how to consciously journey through each of these phases of our of our menstruation it's it's phenomenal so imagine if every woman was connected to that level of power the world would be a vastly different place i am here to make the change <laughs> <laughs> i admit <laughs> no absolutely and you know i love what you said about um when women come together and i was talking about this to somebody else recently and i'm sure that you have been talking to people about this because it's all around us this feminine energy is rising and it has been rising for quite some time the friendships between women are um are getting stronger the women are coming together and again this is not about feminism and about power of being a mm -hmm. a woman but it's about helping one another the competition is kind of fading if that makes sense and the jealousy you know and all that kind of stuff which we have been taught and we used as a weapons um against one another are kind of going away so so i think that is one of the reasons why you and i are having the conversation um about this before we dive into the phases i would like you to touch up on how important the blood is so when we menstruate obviously the blood cleans our womb 
Mm. Yeah, I um in in terms of the the actual blood, like for me, some of you may be who may be listening, you may have painful periods, you may have endometriosis, you know, and these different menstrual symptoms. You know, back in time, uh, five, six years ago, I had endometriosis too. And so what that meant is that the blood wasn't actually being cleaned out. It, it was being blocked there and being um, congested in different areas. And I had to have surgery to remove that. And what that was a symbol of is that the actual blood leaving ourselves in that way is actually a symbol of release, of letting go. So if all of our Shakti energy, our sexual energy, if we're really in our head and we go, go, go at the same pace all month long, then we don't slow down enough to actually come into ourself, into our body and release the emotions and the, the old limited aspects of our own identity. And the actual blood leaving our body is the symbol of them old parts of ourself dying, releasing and then getting way, giving way to be able to be renewed. So that's what I've come to learn from what the actual menstrual blood symbolizes. And it's got amazing stem cells in menstrual, in the actual menstrual blood itself. Um, there's also lots you can read about that. And a lot of women actually do these amazing facials, painting their whole face <laughs> as, a, um, as amazing facial with it as well. Also, when you, when you talk about the go, 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 obviously about being in their masculine energy, there are so many friends of mine who have lost their period and they are um, in a very successful positions. They do have children and, you know, and husbands and all that kind of stuff, but they are just into that go, 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 business, business, mm. business, business. And they have lost their period. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it is about tapping into um, that sacred feminine, honoring ourselves for what we are and consider the fact that bleeding is one of our many superpowers. Can we talk about um, the phases? Because obviously they are very important. Yeah. Um, can you touch up on the intuition and creativity mm. and et cetera? Absolutely. So um, you may even want to get a notepad <laughs> because there's lots here, <laughs> um, you know, on each phase. So um, the first phase is menstruation. And this is our inner winter for us as women. And this is a phase where it's actually time to slow down, to go within and actually reflect, right? So it's similar to actually just the outer season of nature of winter, right? So, you know, like you were saying before, if we don't slow down in our inner winter, then we just go, go, go. And we actually lose the deepest connection into our power as woman, which is our womb, right? This was a sacred symbol that was revered for thousands and thousands of years, right? And it's it's a symbol for us of our deepest, deepest power, our deepest, deepest intuitive wisdom. So inner winter is actually a time when you create in your home a beautiful little womb nest. So you actually pre-plan 30 days before approximately when you're going to have your three-day womb nest and you try to slow down. You create a beautiful space with incense, big pillows, um, coloring, you know, tea. And as much as you can, if you work a full-time job, then just spend an hour in that area, consciously pausing, putting your hands on your womb, doing beautiful womb breathing, just connecting with that part of your body. And if you have pain, then this is a time to like have a beautiful bath, 
with some incense and essential oils and actually breathe into that pain. And actually what that pain represents is the rejection of your femininity. And it's like your womb, your body is trying to give you messages. So as you breathe into it and then exhale that pain, you'll actually find that you don't need painkillers because you're listening to your deepest wisdom. And then the pain subsides in the bath. So in your inner winter, create a womb nest, have beautiful pillows there. And consciously, if you can really pause, rest, slow down, go inside of yourself. And it's a really big time to um, actually ask yourself your biggest dreams, your highest levels of creativity, you know, them goals that you've got for your life. What is this creative insights that are coming in at this time, right? Ask questions and seek that clarity within yourself. And journaling is a really great way to do that. Um, so that's the first one. In a winter, that's when you slow down, you go within and reflect. And then the next phase, so in a winter goes from about day one to six, but then the next phase is spring. Just like in springtime, you know, at winter, we slow down, we hibernate, we kind of die to who we've been. Spring's the time when our, all our hormones are starting to juice up and we're starting to get our energy again. So this is a great time for all them new ideas, all that creative vision you got in your winter. This is a time to actually start putting it in action, right? This is the best time in terms of your hormones to be planning, organizing, um, staying really focused. And from a hormonal perspective, this is when our concentration's the highest as well. Yeah, you also feel yeah. very energetic that time, don't you? Yeah, yeah, you really do. Like spring is, spring and summer are my favorite. <laughs> you know, they, they are my favorite because I'm like, yes, you know. Um, and so normally we menstruate, you know, many of you, you'll either be menstruating around new moon or you'll be menstruating about around full moon. And when you're menstruating around new moon, often it's your hibernating more, your creative projects. And then I find my menstruation changes and will align with the full moon when I'm birthing them out into the world. And I need that sexual energy because um, our sexual energy is actually the highest when we're menstruating. So that's when we've got more of that wild woman, you know, and you can actually bring that into the bedroom. You can actually do anointing and, you know, you could actually bring that into the bedroom with your partner as well, because <laughs> that's when you are the most in that energy. Um, and then after spring, we've got inner summer. So inner summer is literally when your confidence is going to be the highest. Okay. So you know how sometimes of the month you can be really hard on yourself and you're like, far out. I don't feel really confident at the moment. I knew, I know that I felt that way anyway. And I was like, why is it that I only like myself? Like I really only feel confident like myself one week a month. <laughs> I literally used to think about this before I did this work when I was go, go, go. Right. And then I learned about these cycles and I was like, oh, I'm just four different types of women every single month. And I've got to learn <laughs> and I've just got to learn to love her and her and her. And we all are. <laughs> So, um, so in a summer, it's best for, this is around your ovulation, around day 14 to 21. And this is the time of ovulation. So this is when you want to be really like a lot more extroverted. This is the time to plan hanging out with your friends, going to parties, being outward with your expression, running masterclasses, challenges. Um, you want to really take on lots of new opportunities at this time, do your podcast cause. Um, and you feel really confident. It's like, in your inner menstruation, you 
died to some parts of you that were no longer serving. And you found though kind of this new vision, whether it's creatively in your business, it's in your relationship, you you kind of know what wasn't working, what didn't work, you died to that. And then you kind of set your sights on a new vision for your life the next 30 days. And it's here in summer where you go, I'm creating it, I'm doing it, I'm expressing more of that part of me that I know is here inside. And you have this newfound courage and confidence to bring a little bit more of your power out right that's like that's what you want to um you want to find in summer um and then the last season is autumn okay so this is like the most normally unliked like it's people don't like this season people hate autumn um and that's because autumn is like pms so you know Mm. how a lot of people go oh she's just got a dose of pms Well, if we could have conscious awareness of what actually autumn is here to teach us, it's actually when our inner critic's the hardest. So if we knew that, oh, my inner critic's the hardest, it's my inner autumn, we'd realize that our ego's trying to create a tension between who we've been saying we are and who we really are. It's showing a tension between where we're giving our power away, where people are betraying our boundaries, where we keep playing out being small, our fears, our limitations, our insecurities. It's literally bringing it all up so that when it comes for inner winter, we can choose to release it all. And that release comes through the, on the physical level of the blood and on an emotional mental level, when you're in your womb nest, you release it in emotional embodiment practices. I encourage my clients to do a fire ceremony. That's an incredible practice to do um, in winter as well. So what we see, you know, happening in autumn is that our energy starts to dip. But if we can just choose to consciously slow down, the mood doesn't go chaotic. The mood's kind of going up and down here because it's like trying to get us to slow down. So we're really irritable at this time if we go against what our body's asking of us and we get PMS. But if we can start to like slow down, plan for that inner winter with our womb nest, you know, be an observer of all of our stories. Um, Then we can go, okay, I know what I'm letting go of come winter. So it's really, it's really cool to just see that difference of when we actually just allow ourselves to slow down in autumn and be that observer, then um, the inner winter comes along and then we let it all go. Yeah, totally. What are your thoughts on the diets? Because obviously um, very specific food we can use to help us to even deal with the PMS. Mm. I haven't done anything um, personally with all the diets. You know, the only thing I have tried is juice fasting for three days over my menstruation. You know, I definitely think that it makes a big impact on your body when you change your exercise um, in that way you know, slowing down, using more yoga through menstruation and and in summer, really doing more heavier weights. Um, I haven't personally used the food. For me, um, I like to run my how I eat based on just intuitive eating. So I think that, you know, I'm a huge, huge advocate of that. What are your thoughts on contraception? Because that's that's the big one. Yeah. You know, I used to take the pill for a long time. I've had the rod. I've had the IUD. Um, oh, the level of miseducation and misinformation around contraception. I'm, I'm a, I'm highly against it, highly, highly against it. 
I wish someone had told me when I was diagnosed with endometriosis that it was a rejection of my femininity. I was a highly successful corporate woman at that point. I didn't really have menstrual, um, I didn't have periods, or if I did, it was highly painful. I just medicated out. I wish someone had told me this because I healed endometriosis naturally when I just started applying these seasons and living my life in this way. And all the emotional moods, the weight gain, you know, I just don't believe in anything that's going to take us out of our natural rhythm as a woman because that actual rhythm of you going and feeling energy up and down is what helps you be the most connected to you and your body's wisdom, your intuition. So when you're bringing um, other hormones and stuff to uh, change the way that them hormones are speaking to you, them actual hormones are messengers of wisdom. So I'm highly against it. Uh, what I recommend is for people to naturally do birth control. There's many different apps out there. I recommend to do that and to actually, you know, you can dive really deep into this with the four seasons. There's some really great books out there as well that go deep into it. Um, I'll, I'll share something, you know, I've really struggled with, I've struggled with sex addiction. I've struggled with eating disorders. I promise you that a lot of it was linked back to my bleed. A lot of it was linked back to the first time I had sex and my bleed. And it was just not talked about in my house. And that shame and that guilt around being a woman from that bleed, it infiltrated how I felt about my body. When I put blood on my face, it's about more than just like, it's not about feminism. It's not about, oh, this is a cool, crazy, crazy trend. I, I can't even really talk about what this is really about. All I can encourage you to do is when you do it, if you have the opportunity to sit in a women's circle and do this to one another, I promise you just in the act of it, it's going to dissolve layers of the patriarchy and the huge social conditioning around women uh, of disconnecting us from the very things that make us a woman birth these things you know and it, it it what it does is it disintegrates this good girl I need to be nice pretty and well put together in order to be a successful uh woman you know I need to look like them magazine people I need to look like this way every time I put this over myself I I stopped abandoning myself for the opinions of other people and then I got to make choice for myself well how does my bleed how is it for me to celebrate it? For some of you, what will be authentic will be not putting the blood on yourself. It'll just be slowing down. And that's great. I just want to invite for you to have a conscious choice of whose, whose choice is it? Is it your choice? Yeah. No, it's very interesting. And it's very sad as well that we have been told to reject certain things because because yeah, because they are being judged by society and, and it's been told it's not appropriate, like you said, um, you need to have the perfect hair and you need to do this and you need to do that. And at the end of the day, we are rejecting us, we're rejecting ourselves. So we come mm -hmm. with all those things. And I think you said it very beautifully. If you want to connect to yourself, you need to honor yourself the way, the way you are. I have never done the menstrual blood um, ceremonies, 
but I have friends who have used dimensional blood for flowers, for plants, for example, yes. <laughs> and uh, and then bring them back to life because obviously it contains lots of iron which we lose um, mm. while we while we menstruate, and obviously it's so clean and it's so pure. And like you said, um, it contains stem cells. The blood is there to clean us inside out. If we had a several partners or whatever, it's just kind of disinfect. Mm. disinfect the body so my another question what are your thoughts about tampons my my thoughts are always tune into your body you know really tune in I personally have like an organic um menstrual cup and I love this because the menstrual cup I just always tune into my body the menstrual cup feels good I can then take the cup out I know it's not got so going to affect my body. My body's not rejecting it. And the idea with that is that the blood can flow down rather than the flow being blocked. So when I've worn tampons, the pain was happening because the, the thing I actually prefer the most is free bleeding. Um, I learned this in my womb awakening apprenticeship. When we allow for just like, remember the menstruation is about the downward flow of our energy. It's about bringing you out of your head and down into your womb. By really getting aware of the sensations, every feeling, every sensation, it's so activated at that time. And so what I encourage you to do is next time you try a tampon, just feel like, do you, does the body feel contracted? Do you, does there fear? Does it feel good? Does the pain start to come up? Notice it. And you can actually, I'd encourage you definitely get organic tampons if you are going to use them. If that feels good for you, go with whatever your body's telling you. But for me, what's been the best has been the menstrual cups. And um, the other great thing when you use the menstrual cup is you can actually take the menstrual cup out. And I'd encourage for you to create a moon garden. So you create, um, you go into your garden near a rose bush and you create a little pit. And then every single month, pour the moon blood into that pit and you pray next to it. And it's, it's just this beautiful ceremony where you're really seeing the sacredness in that blood and you keep coming back to it. And it's like, then you're, you're actually bringing that energy of what the blood symbolizes being the return of the goddess. You're then choosing to bring that and kind of, you know, make it as this divine offering to mother earth, right. And connecting your blood to mother earth and really seeing this symbiotic nature, uh, symbiotic relationship we are in with nature because woman and her menstrual cycle, these four seasons, is the very like microcosm of the macrocosm of Mother Earth and her season she goes through. And when you see that and you do that, you'll start to see more of your own beauty because you don't see nature judging, being shamed or rejected for a little broken twig, but yet they the other people are quick to judge parts of us of when we're not well put together you know or we've got a bit of this to that so there's just something that I, I can't talk to with words but as you do offer blood something will happen inside of you that shame that judgment all of this kind of these memories from your subconscious will just come up and you'll find that you have more self-compassion and self-acceptance it's not something that can be spoken about but just go to that garden and, and give blood as an offering. And one other thing I'd encourage you to try is just the next time you do do that three-day um, menstrual vision quest over three days when you're in your nest, try just for one to two hours free bleeding. 
putting a towel underneath you, it feels all the pain will go. You'll bleed down your legs and it, it doesn't have to be for anybody else. Um, you know, you can just, if you've got people around you, <laughs> just give them some notice. They'll be like, wow, what are you doing? But just um, <laughs> like really free bleed. And you'll, you'll feel like that's the most delicious feeling because when the more that you live by these seasons, actually, remember how I was saying like your sexual energy is the highest? You'll be a pulsing orgasm at that time. You'll be self-pleasuring. You'll be transmuting that pain and like self-pleasuring through that time and alchemizing that fear and that limitation. And you'll feel this like divine feminine power inside of you. You feel the most connected to your essence as woman. That is what is found in our womb. We find the connection not only to ourself, but there's actually eight grail gates inside of that womb. And this is something that I've been taking a group of women through over two years to awaken these eight grail gates inside of their womb. But there's like, there's a remembrance and intelligence inside of the womb that helps you to connect into not only yourself, but you feel like spider webs and you, you know that that's a birth canal and that from that birth canal is a connection to the great web of creation. And that you as woman, that very womb and blood is actually the very source and portal to God. And you'll start to see, I'm not just woman. Holy shit, I am a portal to God. I bring unseen spirits from somewhere and they come through me. And that very organ that does that has been shamed and judged and, and, and the blood, but the blood represents you as that. That's how divine you are. And every time you put blood on yourself, like you remember that a little bit more and a little bit more. Yeah, I had some cancer cells on my cervix and, um, and they have been removed by, what's it called? Like a razor thing, something. Yep. It was absolutely horrible. And it damaged me to, to the point that I feel like I've been, I was raped. I don't know if yes. that makes sense. Like the yeah. idea of being raped actually doesn't, it's not that harmful as the feeling I have experienced after I had those cells removed. Since then, I am not able to have a smear test. And if mm -hmm. I have it, I'm like literally sweating and shaking because it's just, I can't describe it, how, how horrible it feels. Like literally brings me into depressions. It's horrible. I cannot use a tampon, not that I would want to. The only way for me, <laughs> and maybe that is a good thing, um, to go through through bleeding is to have the natural natural bleed. I would not put any tampax inside of me, like no way. <laughs> After the experience, mm -hmm. I think there was about five percent of women who went through something very similar when they had the cells removed. You know, I really feel for you for having gone through that because I know so many women can actually relate. They actually have this very same experience it's like actually a trauma. That organ remembers it, it feels violated. And if it wasn't a surgery in that way, it's when, you know, somebody's entered us when it wasn't a full body yes. And that organ contracts, it feels the fear, it feels the terror, it feels something. And this is actually what I, I help my clients with is that you can actually do shamanic journeys into it. So when some of my clients, you know, they weren't, they had, cancer cells or this and that I would help you can actually do shamanic journeys into that organ or into that area of the body 
And then you can honor that emotional pain in a safe way. And it can be released. And there can be, you know, shamanic extraction work on this. And when that shamanic extraction work happens, then that's when the, the healing and it starts to change uh, on, the, on the physical level as well. Um, but this is such a common, common thing for so many women, especially if they've even had laparoscopies like I had with endometriosis, right? Because your body wasn't, you weren't conscious enough to give the yes. The body wasn't relaxed and giving a yes. So it actually feels exactly what you are speaking to here. Mm. Yeah, and this is what brings me to the beginning of our topic. We need to be notified about this and those things have to be taught at school and yeah. the taboo and the shame has to be removed. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, we need to be informed. Like, mm. you know, we need to be informed whether it's the pill contraception or even these, we, we're not informed of the actual after effects of what can happen. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for talking about this topic. Where can listeners find you and get in contact with you? I head to my Instagram, i.m.samantha.j. Um, or also he- you can head to my website, iamsamanthaj.com. Um, and yeah, I've got a free Facebook group where I help women entrepreneurs to really build businesses in harmony with their bodies and cycles. So I give lots of free tips there. Um, and there's lots of great books out there for you to really deep dive into this um, topic on more as well. Thank you so much. If somebody is interested to dive into your um, shamanic workshops, um, how can they find out about those? Yeah, so um, head to iamsamanthaj.com and just book a call with me. I'd love to hear about you, what you're going through, if you've had any experiences like this too, because remember like, you know, it's, it's our menstruation that's literally how we birth businesses and clients every single month too. <laughs> so the more that you've got this Shakti energy and you slow down in winter, if you slow down more in winter, then you have more energy at ovulation to birth. So if your creativity is low, if your inspiration is low, then this is the map um, for you to actually get higher creativity and inspiration. So your ovulation, you are literally birthing empires into the world. Love it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this episode and Samantha's energy, feel free to check out episode 22 where we talk about how much wisdom we have inside of us. It's a great episode. If you want to get in touch, all the links are in the show notes. With gratitude, Barbara May.